It's obvious that business is moving faster and faster, and that to keep up, leaders at all levels need to know how to pick up the pace. That's easy to say, but is it so? Is there a correlation between speed and perceived leadership effectiveness? Today, we will discuss Joe Folkman's Harvard Business Review article based off his book, Leadership Speed. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zinger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna O'Corin, and with me today is a man with a reputation for speed, Joe Folkman. I didn't know I had a reputation, but I do recognize I am a bit impatient. <laughs> Don't be modest. <laughs> now, this competency of speed has really shown up a lot in the past few years. Why do you think it matters more now than it did in the past? Well, several years ago, our friend Clayton Christensen wrote about disruption. His book went from an interesting theory to a grim reality that any established business could be disrupted and go from thriving to barely surviving in just a few years. If you believe your business cannot be disrupted, <laughs> well, I think that's the first sign that you might be in big trouble. I think we can rename 2020 the year of disruption. So how do people actually prepare to be disrupted? Most of my clients take the approach of, well, let's disrupt ourselves before somebody else disrupts us. Organizations can't take five years to figure out how to get uh, disrupted or what might happen to get them disrupted. They need to take bold action right now. In your article, you shared a study you did with 50,000 leaders, and you were trying to assess the impact of speed on their colleagues' impression of each executive's overall leadership effectiveness. And you created what you called a speed index that measured speed in three different ways. First, how well a leader can spot problems or trends early, can respond to problems quickly, and can swiftly make needed changes. After we established that speed index, we looked to see how high scores on the speed index correlated to overall leadership effectiveness ratings by focusing on the exceptional leaders in the pool. Those rated in the top 10% on leadership effectiveness by their colleagues. So they were the 90th percentile? <laughs> oh, that's right. They were. <laughs> well, what we found was if leaders did things fast but had poor quality, there was only a 2% chance that they would be rated as exceptional. Oh, that's yeah, 2%. <laughs> On the other hand, if they were slow, but they had high quality work, well, that's a little bit better. There's a 3% chance. Oh, that's that really were, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so two or three. But if they did things both fast and right, uh, in other words, with high quality, there was a 96% chance that they would be rated as exceptional. That so, is crazy. Well, it is crazy. So our definition of speed is speed is working fast and with high quality. It isn't just about how fast you go. It's that you do things right along the way. Ah, so you're telling me that it doesn't matter how quickly I respond to your email. I should read through the response before I send. 
Yeah, quality matters. But <laughs> if you take two days to respond, then no amount of quality is going to help. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know, I actually have a great story that can be applied in this situation. During the Second World War, several shipyards constructed cargo ships in a fraction of the time it had formerly taken them. I mean, they were obviously had a very good reason to work quickly since the need for ships was so great. There were 2,710 Liberty ships built between 1941 and 1945. And I thought it was pretty funny that when President Roosevelt talked about these ships, he referred to them as dreadful looking objects. And Time Magazine even called them the ugly duckling. But regardless of how they looked, they did the job and they were able to quickly produce these ships in a short amount of time. But the first ships required around 230 days to build and the average eventually dropped to 42 days. And I was amazed by how they got that process down. And it may be because they hired women. And in my opinion, uh, women are faster. <laughs> well, that's true, Bree. We found in our research that women uh, scored significantly higher on their speed score than men. Mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of preference, when we ask people how fast they wanted to go, men thought they were moving faster. It's just that <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. But women do have a significantly higher preference for quality. Oh. Now, here's the interesting part. The record for the fastest ship built was set by the SS Robert E. Perry, which was launched, get this, four days and 15 and a half hours after the keel was laid. It was a total publicity stunt. And they did not repeat that. In fact, it was said that a lot of work remained to be done after the Perry was launched. I would not have wanted to be on that ship. But just like you were illustrating in that study, it doesn't matter how fast you can work. If you cannot maintain the quality, your effectiveness will significantly suffer, or in this case, your ship might literally sink. So what makes it so a leader can be both fast and good? Well, we analyzed our 360-degree feedback with uh, results from over 700,000 colleagues to see what set fast and effective leaders apart from those who didn't move fast enough. The first thing we found was that people who work with them trust their ability to use good judgment and make effective decisions. Without trust, colleagues resist moving fast or not at all. There's no mystery to how you build trust. Experienced leaders earn trust through a track record of success built through strong, positive relationships and, and along with the demonstrated expertise. If you're new in a role and your colleagues don't know you very well to trust your judgment, you need to build that trust by explaining the analysis you did to make your decision. It's also wise to share your decision with a person who is trusted by the rest of the group and enlist their support. I don't know why this one surprised me because it makes total sense. I would bet that anyone can think of at least one leader they didn't fully trust and how that lack of trust slowed down their work. I can think of probably three. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing that helped uh, build speed for people was that their vision and strategy was absolutely clear to their colleagues. When people can see the context for action, 
they can more quickly understand and carry out their part of the enterprise. It's not hard to move fast when everyone is clear about where we're going and how we're going to get there. It's equally important where we're not going. Conversely, when people can't see the way ahead, simply put, they don't rush ahead. My wife loves to paint, and she paints copies of famous paintings. Most of the time, she paints portraits or landscapes. Recently, a friend asked her to copy a piece of abstract art. Now, with portraits or landscapes, it's easy to see the context. You know what a face looks like. You know where a nose goes. But painting abstract art took twice as long because she constantly had to look back at the original. When employees see and understand the big picture of the strategy, they can move ahead quickly. But if your strategy is like abstract art, employees have to stop and look and ask questions in order to move forward. They don't see the big picture and they can't move ahead quickly. Wow, that's a great comparison. In the article, I liked it when you said, quote, the comfortable speed with which an organization can move is defined by the clarity of the vision. If you want your organization to move faster, you have to clarify your vision. Can't be abstract. What's next? <clears throat> Number three is they demonstrated personal courage. Acting with speed feels risky. The person looking to avoid adding personal exposure will be inclined to move more slowly. In general, people are more comfortable working at a steady pace. It takes a great deal of courage to move faster and ask others to move fast with you. True. The number four factor was they assembled world-class expertise and knowledge. When leaders lack expertise, they have to stop to do their homework. Lacking knowledge leaves you in uncharted waters where your inclination is to move slow and to be careful. Hmm. Conversely, having or accessing world-class expertise allows you to work faster and make better decisions. In our experience, we've noticed, though, that uh, personal pride sometimes hinders people from seeking the expertise that will speed up a process. In a misguided application of self-reliance, they choose to solve the problem themselves. Oh, have you ever been a victim of pride and tried to solve a problem yourself instead of finding an expert? Uh, you're, you know me so well. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> so often. I, I remember a few years ago, I purchased a bike online and I had to assemble the bike. It took me four hours and when it was completed, I showed it to my son who worked in a bike shop assembling and fixing bikes. He tore it down and reassembled it correctly in 20 minutes. <laughs> That's great. I would spend, oh, probably around five hours on a Photoshop trying to fix an image. And I finally swallowed my bride and turned to the colleague next to me and asked for help. And she showed me what to do in like five minutes. <laughs> so I think adults forget that while learning new things is daunting, the knowledge really can help you be a lot faster. What's the last tip for speeding up? Number five is setting stretch goals. Easy goals allow people to reach them at a leisurely pace. Stretch goals reinforce the need for speed. They encourage people to get on with it, do the work <laughs> rather than ponder. It's interesting how our pace affects our attitude. Let's face it, slow is often boring. Think of people you've worked with uh, that keep things going at a fast clip. 
uh, versus those who move ponderously as they ensure that everything is completed. Certainly, speed is no substitute for quality, and yes, too much speed can leave people feeling rushed and frazzled. But if your company energy is lagging, maybe it's time to consider upping the pace. Well, now our listeners have a lot of things to ponder. Just to reiterate, the five steps to increase your leadership speed are improve your trust, make your vision and strategy clear, demonstrate personal courage, gather expertise and knowledge, and set stretch goals. If you are interested in learning more about how to develop this competency and the other research Joe has conducted on leadership speed, you can go to the details in this episode or our podcast page on zengerfolkman.com. There, you can also sign up for our incredible leadership newsletter or follow Joe on LinkedIn or Twitter to get podcast updates and join in on some pretty awesome leadership discussions. We hope these five tips will improve both your speed and the quality of your work. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Corin and Joe Folkman, with music by Pleasant Pictures and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you like our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, and leave us a review. For more information about Zanger Folkman's leadership assessment offerings and to read the articles we referenced in this episode, go to our episode details or search podcast on zangerfolkman.com.